0: Hello, welcome. Is this thing on? Alrighty, already. Hello, hello to you Wanderers and Wanderers. Welcome to the first episode of Rewriting Our Future. A Mind Control Exodus with Paul Henning. Here I am in the extra bedroom of the house we have in Virginia. Starting a podcast. Oh, gosh. You know, I was nervous to start this because there are so many podcasts out there already. You know, it's just like, who am I to start a podcast? I saw a meme the other day by that Reductress page on Instagram, and it said, How to gaslight your boyfriend into thinking that he already has a podcast. And I thought that was hilarious because it just shows how many of us are like, you know what, babe, I should start a fucking podcast, um, which means that there's a lot of us and everyone has something to say, you know? And so I was thinking, you know, there's how, what qualifies you to start a podcast, really? Um, do you have to be Joe Rogan or do you have to be... An expert in your field and finally I think you know recently I realized with the encouragement of my wife is that um, you really don't need anything other than the desire to make your mark on the world and so that's why I'm here I'm here to make a mark and to get some stuff off my chest and to articulate some thoughts and to figure out what um, is really going through my mind and how to put it all together. Um, so that's where I am, you know. Uh, you know, Derek Bros of the Conscious Resistance, you know, he reminds us that we are at the beginning, the middle, and the end of seven generations. And so if that's where we are, you know, like think about. Your ancestry. You know, think about that for a second. The beginning, the middle, and the end of seven generations. So, when you have kids, if you have kids, you're the great-great-great-great-great-grandparent of those. And then, if you're in the the middle, you know, you can picture your grandma or your great-grandma, hopefully, maybe. And to make sure yourself Think about yourself as your great-grandparent. You know, that's a lot of responsibility. And the end of seven generations, there are so many people that came before us. The lives have changed so much, you know, over the last couple generations. I mean, and that's the same that's happening with us. You know, here I am, a millennial, born 1986, graduated high school, public high school in South Texas in 2004, and right now it's 2023, it's May 2023, the internet is flush with content in a way that is becoming just a cesspool of clout and degeneracy, but also it a place where people are creating a lot of powerful things, you know? And so I was like, well, am I just going to be one more voice out there? One more asshole for people to be like, this fucking Paul started a podcast. Who does he think he is? Or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But my wife told me today, you know, she was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. You're smart. You have a unique opinion, just like everyone does. And it's important that we can all express ourselves. Because if we can't express ourselves, then we lose our individuality. And if we lose our individuality, then we can't stick up for ourselves or our ideals. And in a time when the systems in place, the government and the media, are continuously grouping us together and cutting off, Demographics that they don't deem to be Aligned with their agendas. We need our Our strength and our individuality. We really really do Um So here I am Here I am starting a a podcast Potentially unqualified or uber qualified overqualified Um And also this is an exercise in self-confidence. Can I speak publicly to my computer and to you all and to when I have guests on, to myself? Do I even have the confidence to express what I think out loud or am I just um, nervous and shy and weak and I can't and I have to whisper when I say my opinions, you know? Um, I mean, I'm almost 40 fucking years old. I should be able to stand up. with my back straight and my chest out and speak what I think and defend what I believe. And so this is an attempt to do that, you know, and to determine where I am wrong and where my blind spots are and to lean into the places I may be right. Um, so thank you for being here. You know, why am I here and what is the intent of this? This podcast is called Rewriting Our Future: A Mind Control Exodus. So, what is what do I mean by that? A mind control exodus. The last few years I have had a lot of very challenging situations. Befall me and my family. And these have not been without. Serious introspection. And reevaluation. Of the terms of reality. In which I thought that I lived. So. The the mind control. That we are exiting here. Is. The social. Institi- engineering. The institutionalized. Social engineering. Of. The systems in place that determine our reality. And I'm speaking for all of us. If we're talking about the military, the media, the medical industrial complex, you know, big tech, big news, big pharma, big business, big government, big food. I mean, it's everything from Monsanto to CNN and Fox News. I continue to learn and have to have my, my psyche cracked open by the increasingly manipulative methods of control and social engineering that are in place that I had no idea about until very recently. Okay, Let me reiterate, I'm almost 40 years old and it wasn't until the Biden and Trump election just a couple years ago. That I had a serious identity quake. I had had an identity quake when I was 19 and I went to college. And the religion that I grew up with was questioned heavily from the uh, philosophy classes that I took freshman year in college. On top of being like depressed and stoned and doing mushrooms all the time. That was a serious identity quake where I had to, uh, you know, losing my religion as, you know, the famous song says. But this identity quake that had to deal with politics and the nature of how the run the world runs was extremely challenging um, and that's ultimately what brings me here today you know there's a famous book by a guy called Edward Bernays and the book he wrote was propaganda and it was written in 1928. Okay. It's a really easy book. I recommend anybody get it. You can get it on ebook or paperback on, you know, for really affordably. Um, so, Edward Bernays, B E R N A Y S, is referred to as the father of public relations, you know, and public relations is propaganda. It's how you influence people. Let me let me read some quotes from his book. The conscious quote, the conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed, our minds molded, our tastes formed, our ideas suggested. Largely largely by men. We have never heard of End quote. So This is part of the reality that has led me to where I am today to to start this okay This is the the idea Just like Bernays just said the things that we think about the products that we buy The relationships that we have, the priorities that we place on our time and work and income and hobbies are not entirely our own. And that makes sense because I can only have ideas about things that are presented to me. And so if there was a system in place that only presented certain ideas to me, I would only have those ideas. Okay. And when Trump and Biden were going against each other a couple of years ago, in 2020, I really had a serious reevaluation because in 2016, when Trump got elected the first time, I was totally hip to the liberal agenda. I understood that Trump was a sexual assailant. He was a greedy real estate tycoon. You know, he was everything that is wrong with capitalist American Western society. You know, at one point I even told my mother, who's no longer alive, that if she voted for Trump, because she was Republican in Texas, pretty... Average. Pretty normal to be a Republican in Texas. I told her, you know, I was living in uh, Boulder, Colorado, hanging out in Denver at the time, which makes sense that I was thinking like this. I told her, if you vote for Trump, you and I are going to have a problem. How dare I do something like that? I mean, that is one of the most ignorant things that I've ever done. I take it back. And... The reason that I think that is so fucking stupid is because for one to place, to, to interrupt your immediate circle, your most, your most near proximity with something, with concepts of something far is just ridiculous. That is what social engineering propaganda does. It takes ideas that don't actually affect you immediately and you interrupt your immediate surroundings. You cancel your family and your friends that support you for the sake of ideas that are someone else's ideas. Okay. Fortunately, by the time Biden was getting elected, I realized, huh, Trump and Biden are going head to head. It turns out they're both criminal scumbags. And I did a bunch of research, I read a bunch of books, and I decided for once to do what we're supposed to do when we think critically we consider the opposition's opinion how about that i was reading tons of liberal books right i was reading roxanne gay and all kinds of all kinds of people and i could spout the liberal agenda just like i could go off i could go off on critical race theory and the patriarchy and just, um, what's the other one that's going around? It's not supremacy. It's, uh, oh, privilege. I could go off on male, white, cis, hetero, privilege, all that. Okay. Um, and then I decided, okay, if I'm going to be able to think critically, if I'm going to stand for something, I have to be able to completely articulate the opposition's stance or else I have no basis for my own Um, argument. I mean, that just makes sense, doesn't it? If I'm going to say the sky is blue and the other side says the sky is gray, I better understand fully why they believe the sky is gray. I can't just say, no, no, no. I, I mean, you have to be able to articulate with, you have to do it better than your opponents can, okay? They say that, you know, the straw man theory is when you can tear apart your opponent's argument. You find something to tear apart of your opponent's argument. It's a straw But a steel man is when you, or yeah, the steel man is when you can strengthen your opponent's argument. So I thought, all right, if I'm gonna be able to be a liberal in the height of this Trump thing, I mean, I know y'all remember in 2020, fucking people were going nuts about Trump. People were canceling people left and right, people were burning cities and shit. I mean, it's insane. People hated Trump. So I thought, all right. I'm gonna to need to understand why people love him, if I'm going to be able to honestly and with integrity and truth say why he's a piece of shit. And I had read books about why Trump was a scumbag. I had read, um, I read his book, *The Art of the Deal*. I had read uh, biographies about him based on all the like the scummy ways that he did real estate deals and stuff. And so I was, con- I-, I understood why Trump uh, was a questionable person to be in a person in a position of authority and influence so then i started to research why it would be a good thing that trump could be elected i mean half the fucking country agreed we know the elections like 49 51 right which is all bullshit now i understand the elections are all fake but i looked it up i just researched okay half the country thinks that trump is the man that's pretty simple i should be able to understand what they're saying in detail and by the time i learned it they had some pretty good cases, obviously, because half the country is literally not idiots. Half the country is just as smart as the other half. And so I wrote an article, and I pasted it on my Instagram, and it's called, um, I think it was called How Good People Can Vote for Trump, A Call to Compassion from the Left. And people tore me up. Some people that are really close to me. I you know, I didn't really put anything that I'd ever done out there like that, but I... Um, I did, and people close to me and my wife DM'd me. They hit me in the DMs, and they just tore me apart. You know, I was uh, contributing to the violence and the oppression of the marginalized classes, and I was just a fucking asshole and blah, blah, blah. I deleted the whole article. I was so overwhelmed. I thought that I had towed it on the line. I was from the left point of view, Okay. I never said I was going to vote for Trump. I, I didn't vote for Biden. I actually voted Libertarian that year. But I didn't say I was going to vote for Trump. All I said was, this is why good people can vote for Trump. These are the cases. And I made some points. You know, the difference between individualism and collectivism. Um, a couple of other points. Anyway, it didn't matter. I was torn apart, even though I wasn't even on his side. Um, And that was part of the beginning of what really led me to diving deeper into understanding that the left wing and the right wing are both on the same bird. And that bird is flying all of us into a cage. So... I made this thing. I spent months and I created this thing that maybe someday I'll publish. It's a um, it's a curriculum. It's like a 20-page curriculum for determining where you are in life and how to orient yourself and to figure out um, where you should go based on where you are. And I, I mainly, mainly I made it for myself because I was really confused, you know? Because I was like, oh God, I live in Boulder. I lived in Portland, you know what I mean? I, like, I, I'm hip to the trends of you know, being a liberal and how the, you know, I just, it was so fucking, I was just so lost. And I just followed it around and I wanted to be a good man. And, you know, a lot of the women I was around at the time were like, you know, a good man acknowledges his male privilege and the patriarchy. And um, so I ate it up and I preached it. But then I started to look and I realized, wow, a lot of this stuff, both sides of this is just flying the left and the right wings into a cage. And it doesn't actually have anything to do with natural law, real objective truth, true human compassion that represents the utmost minority and the utmost minority is a population of one, which is the individual. And so if you cannot acknowledge the rights of the individual above and more sovereign to the rights of a collective, you're you're gonna be fucked, you know, the right or left wing. The Republicans might be like, oh, we we want to outlaw abortion, you know, and the liberals are like, oh, we want to make abortion um you know, free for all, whenever you want or whatever. Um, you know, both of those create legislation around other people, which we cannot do you know, which we'll get into in later episodes. But if you understand what I'm starting to understand about natural law, there is no authority. A person cannot tell another person um, what to do. Karma will sort you out. Let me give you an example. So I was in the Navy. All right, let me tell you a little bit about my life. So I grew up in South Texas. Um, I was one of the only white dudes. And all my group of friends, everything was hunky-dory. For a couple years in junior high, I got picked on and shit. Beat up a little bit and stuff like that in junior high. Nothing really super dramatic. And then I went into high school, had a great time. I have amazing friends. I have an incredible group of uh, men that I can call my close friends. Um, My brother's friends and my friends. I'm very fortunate. Um... Then I left South Texas. I tried to go to college, and you know, University uh, Texas at Austin. No, that's not right. I went to Texas A and M, and then I went to Austin. I went to Austin Community College, and then I it was just I wasn't doing very well because um, I had no direction because of many things we'll get into later probably. But then I joined the Navy because I thought that the Navy. Was going to free me. I needed money. I needed skill. I needed confidence. I needed escape the environment I was in in Austin, where I was like just doing drugs and working shit jobs. I was like a pizza delivery guy, and just doing nothing, eating like one meal a day and partying and stuff. So when I was 21, I left for boot camp, and then I got out of the Navy one year early. I had a five-year contract, and I paid over $1,000 to cut my contract down one year because I was like, I'm done here. Um, I learned a lot from the military. I got a lot of things that I needed as a man and as a adult from the military. And hopefully when I have kids someday, I can give them those things in my family in a way that they don't have to go to the military to to get them. Then I did a couple other things. I went around, I, went around, I started traveling the world in my off time. I went to college on the GI Bill. I ended up working on wind turbines in Panama for a little bit. I did five years of wildland fire with the National Park Service um, And now I work from home for an app making half ass money. But I'm home all day long and my hours are like minuscule and so I get to work on the many many hobbies that I have in gardening and I supposed to spend every day with my wife. Um, unlike many of the other jobs I have. When my wife wakes up, I'm there and when my wife goes to bed, I'm there, and that is extremely important. I met my wife in Peru when I was traveling the world, um, because I would spend all my money doing that for a while, following my curiosities. I wasn't sure why I did it for many years, but now I know it was because I needed to meet my wife, and my wife is the one that put me on to this mindset that we're talking about here on this podcast, the mindset that you can be external from the left-right spectrum that the news and the school system is always pitching. You know, her and her family are aware of the systems in place that influence us for millennia. And so they, um, she and her family was able to uh, help me kindly realize that what we think is going on is not quite going on. Let me tell you an example of one of the ways this happened. So after I started to uh, crack my head open about the political system and how the left and the right are the same bullshit, how they all serve the same masters, you know, which is slavery, which is more laws, no matter what side you're on. Um, because if you're on the left and you're like, we need a law for, for speech, you're not allowed to say, you're not allowed to talk about XYZ on, you know, social media. It's like, yeah. Well, as soon as the election flops and then the other guy right wing comes in, it's like, oh, now we have systems in place to prevent speech. Okay, now I can get you to shut the fuck up. Right. Just obvious shit like that. If you can control what someone else does, it will be used against you. If you advocate for the government to take your ability to live freely in the world away or to take someone else's ability to live, it will come back against you, right? Which is why they are the same wings flying into the cage. So after this started, um, we, my wife and I started to dive really into a lot of people. This was in 2020, 2021. Um, we had a woman named Mackenzie Wolf who we would follow on social media and she led us to a community called the Freedom Cell Network and this uh, activist named Derek Bros. And we started going to festivals based on freedom and I'm not talking about right-wing freedom. Okay, I'm talking about anarchist freedom. I'm talking about fucking George Bush is a war criminal freedom. Biden is a puppet war criminal. Obama dropped bombs on people constantly. The uh, Trump tried to take... He, he encouraged the vaccine. He did... He had initiatives to 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 remove gun rights. Okay, so this isn't a, when I say freedom, I know we're all programmed to think that we're like alt-right or um, Republican. This is not a bipartisan outlook. Okay, the whole system is a manipulation and... A mind control technique. Okay, that's why you can see fucking Bush and Clinton and Obama all taking pictures with each other arm in arm. Ha ha ha. Like they're all like, I mean, they're war criminals. All of them. So we would go to these freedom festivals, which are about the autonomy and sovereignty of the individual. Okay, which means all of you get to do what you want as long as you don't cause harm to another sentient being. That's the making of the anarchist freedom mindset, right? Um, so we go to these festivals and we were in one in Washington. Um, we're in one in Washington state, Squatch Fest. This is like 2020 or 2021. And we we're all camping. It was the first one ever. We bought our tickets with Bitcoin. We went down there. Um, they gave us machetes when we checked in. It was an incredible place. We camped for a weekend and we listened to a lot of speakers. One of these speakers we listened to was Etienne de la Boyette. squared. Okay. He's it's a, it's a, it's a guy who's alive nowadays and he's, his name is is based off of an old, uh, what I believe, a French politician. But it's a pseudonym for a modern philosopher. Okay. Etienne, E T I E N N E, de la Boyette. I don't know how to say it. Squared. And he just said some basic shit. From what I understand now, I was sitting there in the audience, around a campfire, in the middle of the woods, at a festival, and this guy was talking about where authority, if authority exists, and rights. Okay, so what is a right? What are your rights? If someone were to ask you, right now, if this was not a rhetorical question, if I had to ask you, what? is a right would you be able to answer it and can certain people have rights that other people don't have how can some people delegate rights to others and the truth is in accordance with natural law everyone has the same rights and another person cannot have rights that another person have and this is what Etienne was explaining to us if the police can carry firearms in the street and you can't that is in opposition to natural law they that is a man walking down the street that is allowed to do something that we are not allowed to do that doesn't that that doesn't make any sense You cannot. And so the government pretends to give rights to people and take them from other people. But that is a fallacy. You can't give rights. You can't take rights. Everyone has the same rights. You can go against natural law and karma and you can pretend that you can control other people but that's not how it works so etienne was explaining this to us and he was saying that the military and the police are order followers okay and i was in the navy and they said that the people that join the military okay get ready folks this is not going to be easy to hear it was not easy for me to hear If you join the military or the police and you perform an action Based on an order you followed And it caused harm and removed and and violated the rights of another human being You Are at fault You are karmically Responsible It has nothing to do with the fucking orders that you were given okay if Anything I did in the military was to harm another being on behalf of what the United States government or President Obama when I was in I Would be fully responsible for that the people that join These organizations like the military and the police To follow orders we have given up our inherent ability to think for ourselves and we have outsourced our morality. And if you outsource your morality and do harm to other people for a paycheck against what is the right thing to do, the right being it's violating harm that makes you a bad person. I cried. When this man gave the speech, okay? This is a lot of the same stuff that Mark Passio. If you go to whatonearthishappening.com, you go to videos, you are Mark Passio. It's unbelievable stuff. But it's the same concept, okay? I realized that by joining the military, I had participated in the biggest scam in our current era. I thought that I could outsource my morality for a paycheck, and I would just do whatever people said that I should do for the sake of, for what? For my countrymen? For freedom? That doesn't even, it's not even for freedom. It's, I mean, this is part of it. Okay, we'll get into all this later. It was very—it was very emotional time for me. Okay. And so that's where a lot of this started, you know, and that was like three years ago. And then I couldn't get enough of the content, right? And of course, that was during the beginning of COVID. COVID-19. A pandemic. The pandemic. All right. If you haven't heard yet about the stories of the origin of COVID, And how the inconsistencies... Oh, I thought it started in a market. I thought somebody ate a fucking bat. Oh, then it came from a lab. Then it was gain of function. All of it is muddied and confusing. And it's shut down the whole world. Then, you know, where's the straight answer on that? And then you get into the vaccines. Okay? If you haven't heard yet, About how the vaccines don't work for shit. They don't protect you. They don't prevent the spread, no matter how many you fucking get. Okay. Go online, go to the CDC. It's that's the way it is. Okay. It turns out they haven't done shit. And honestly, if you, I can send, I'll put the links in the show notes. They have caused immeasurable harm to the population. Weekend, What is it? COVIDVaccineInjuries.com I think there are thousands now of studies done for people of all ages That were injured from these vaccines I'm talking all the way to fucking death Okay, And so this is blowing up the way people think about vaccines in general And I know this might be really challenging to hear It was challenging for me to hear The last three years have been very, very hard for me Which is why I'm doing this Okay. Somebody in my immediate family, who I care very much about, died basically mysteriously in the last two years. And I contributed 100% to the COVID vaccine. And I would like to anyone to challenge me on that. I can send you the fucking articles all day, the scientific studies on PubMed, that can explain why... This is in line with how she died. Okay. So, what what does this all mean, right? We're we're throwing we're we're talking about a bunch of shit here. We're talking about social engineering. We're talking about mind control. We're talking about um, war crimes. We're talking about crimes against humanity. We're talking about fake pandemics. This is just the beginning. Okay, this is just the beginning, and this is what we're going to be talking about here on this podcast. As I interview people, I'm going to bring in friends and family. Not everybody wants to talk about this stuff, right? And so that's why I have another section about this called "This Is Why I Love You," and I'm hoping to bring that in. And I'm going to bring in people that I love, and I'm just going to interview them about their lives. And we don't got to get all red pilled, as they say, right? Um, but we can talk about the, the things that why I respect and why I love the people that I love. And I'm going to talk about ask them. What was like? What was something that was a mind control exodus for you? You know, what was something you were taught that didn't end up being true? Because that's what this is all about, you know? I mean, so many things. Like, depending on what part of the internet you're a part of. I mean, we could talk, I mean, you know, who killed Martin Luther King? The federal government. Who killed JFK? The federal government. Like, what we are being told is... A lie. And it makes sense. It makes sense. People can't imagine if you were a fucking manager at McDonald's. You would have to say things to keep your people in line. Okay. And then you get bigger and bigger. You know, every teacher in a classroom has to keep their kids in line. You know, everybody who's a manager at any organization, you have to keep your people in line. Imagine if you were in if you had the potential to influence every single person in the entire world. I mean, people can't even fucking tell their kids. That the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus is fake. Okay, people lie to their children for no reason other than to comply with social norms. Now, imagine you scale that up. Okay, think about any boss you've ever had that was a piece of shit and who would lie and cheat and do anything just to get off work early or make an extra dollar. Okay, now scale that out into the if if you had if people had the control of the entire. Like imagine the imagine every whatever imagine where you work where do you work right now, think about the personalities of the people that outrank you. Now scale it up and put those same personalities in charge of the entire world. Most of those people are not going to sacrifice their own worth worldly rewards for the greater good i mean i don't know who your boss is but they're gonna fucking get a dollar over the truth or at least your boss's partner is or your boss's boss is it's the same thing it's the same thing that's what happening now and that's what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about the new world order okay there are there's a lot there's a hasn't have you guys heard whoever's listening have you heard about the world economic forum the world economic forum agenda 2030 does the name Klaus Schwab ring a bell what about the United Nations sustainable development goals central bank digital currencies you know does any of this sound familiar to y'all because this is what we're gonna be talking about okay there is this what is happening so why are why did the pandemic go down? Why is all this transgender shit popping off like crazy to a degree that like literally makes no sense as if like half the fucking population is transgender? Um why is there so much social engineering? Why is it my it's not just so we all fucking shop at Target and pump our gas and buy Doritos so that we can poison ourselves? I mean, that's part of it. Right? Why are the vaccines being peddled? Um except. You know, obesity and alcoholism, is, and fentanyl—it can be encouraged, but they care about your health for the for vac- the vaccines that end up literally poisoning you. Um, so that's that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about how the World Economic Forum and the UN and many other global organizations are in. Coordination with massive governments to influence the way we live Which is why we live the way we live. I mean, is there a fucking Taco Bell down the street from you? Probably is Taco Bell poisoning you With the quality of their food. Yes, it is Do you go to Taco Bell because you're tired on your way home from work that you don't really like? That also poisons your soul when you're there Yes it probably is, okay? So you wake up, you poison yourself at work, spiritually, and you poison yourself with food and alcohol to recover from the spiritual poison. And then you go to bed after watching some poisonous Netflix. And then you wake up and you drink a fucking latte with fake sugar. And then you go do it all again, okay? This is not the way an enlightened species lives an enlightened species encourages higher consciousness which is what my intent is here and which is why it feels like a sacrifice to talk about this shit okay people don't want to hear that the vaccines are killing people but it's true people don't want to hear about how the fast food we eat is killing us but it's true People don't want to hear about how the jobs we go to keep us from our families and our children, and it's killing us spiritually. But, it's true. So, what, what does it mean to be an enlightened species? You know, people talk about following the example of Jesus, or maybe the aliens are going to come and take us to another planet, or whatever. The, the only way we can rise above is to enlighten. And what does enlighten mean? It means to bring in the light. And you can't bring in light unless there is darkness. So you have to acknowledge the darkness, and you have to sit in the darkness in order to enlighten. You can't enlighten. You can't go to a yoga class and then suddenly, you, you know, unless you've experienced hard emotion in the yoga class, which could be happened. You're not going to be more enlightened, hanging around with other people that are all hunky dory with their smoothies. In order to improve and enforce and increase enlightenment, you must, we must acknowledge the dark. And that's what I'm trying to do here at the expense of whatever hate I'm going to get and whatever. And I'm open to people arguing with me. I'm open. I want to hear it. I want to hear how I'm wrong. I want to hear how this doesn't make any sense because I'm not here to be right. I am here to find the truth, okay? Because my fucking mom is no longer here, and I think it's because of the COVID shot. All right, and so I need someone to fucking tell me how there is not a World Economic Forum and a UN and a the Chinese government mix and you know working with the Ukraine to. Destroy The spiritual Enlightenment of our civilization because that's what is happening. I see it everywhere I go Okay, you drive down fucking Main Street anywhere. You have people that are insanely unhealthy in line at fast food. That is not enlightenment You have people poisoning themselves with alcohol and drugs and pornography Probably the fucking worst one It's the goddamn pornography. And then the internet. Just in general. All the movies that we watch and shit. I mean, this is not a coincidence, you know. It's it's about time that we started to acknowledge that we are not the good people often that we think we are. Okay? What does it really mean to be a good person? A good person lifts their community into higher consciousness. A good person does not subdue their anxiety with drugs and alcohol and television and internet and pornography, and then just do it again tomorrow. All right. And I know that a lot of us are just getting by doing shit like that, but I've, I've come to be where I can't do it anymore because I have accepted my incredible burden of responsibility. I was in the United States military. Okay. Fortunately, I am blessed. I didn't fucking hurt anybody directly. But I made myself culpable to the organization that has committed some of the worst crimes against humanity and anything else on the planet. I wept when I realized that, okay? I was so fucking stupid that I joined the United States military and I... I abdicated my own morality of my body. If they had asked me, I mean, I loaded weapons onto helicopters, you know, I, I mean, if, if I had to fucking shoot somebody, I would have done it. That's what it's like in the military. And when I go to bed at night and when I die, and my children would have had to be responsible for that karmic debt. You know, you have to live with your actions. Your actions are yours. It doesn't matter if someone told you to do it. Your actions are yours. And so I, there's a lot at stake here. There's a lot at stake here. I have a huge amount of responsibility. I have made incredible, incredible mistakes in my life. Um, I have fallen along with systems in place that were put there to control me. And I no longer want to do that. You know, right now I work for an app. Okay. I work for big tech collecting data. And here I am full of shit talking about the World Economic Forum in the UN when the company I work for goes to Davos, Switzerland to meet with the World Economic Forum. All right. So I'm still full of shit. But that's why I'm here to be part of this and to hopefully raise my own consciousness and to enlighten others, you know. And so what are we going to do here? goodness wasn't that so serious for the last 47 minutes what are we going to talk about what does this mean from here okay we're going to talk about natural law we're going to talk about what natural law means and how natural law is in is effect at all times and it's not something that man can dictate there is no there are no borders that can in that can dictate what it means what morality is morality is like gravity okay you either understand it or you don't it doesn't matter if you believe in gravity if you jump out the fucking window you're gonna fall and you're gonna hurt yourself. The same as with natural law, okay? Man's law is bullshit. We're going to talk about gardening because gardening is medicine because the big pharma is poisoning you constantly, right? You go to the doctor, they're going to give you, they're not going to give you a natural remedy. Even if you have like too much earwax or you have, you know, sinuses, they're not going to tell you natural remedies. They're going to give you a pharmaceutical that hurts you to relieve your symptoms, We're going to talk about gardening and the importance of that because our kids are eating garbage food. We're eating garbage food. We're poisoning ourselves every day when we go to the pharmacy, when we go to the grocery store, and when we go to the restaurants. We are literally poisoning ourselves with garbage food that is filled with toxins. And we have to acknowledge that because we have to know how to grow our own food. We're going to talk about medicine, which is part of that. We're going to talk about money, okay? what? How much do we serve money? When does the serve you know, is money God? We fucking go to work every day to serve money. People, police will kidnap people or arrest you for victimless crimes so that they can feed their family for minimum wage or whatever, minimum cop wage. People all over the world will do things for money. Nurses, teachers. It's ridiculous. We're going to talk about family, right? My family has fallen apart. I don't have my mom anymore. The rest of my family is a fucking estranged. All right? Family, there's nothing more important uh, than family if you can keep it together. I mean, even if you can't keep it together. We're going to talk about some traditions. We're going to talk about the the things, you know, what do they say? The traditions are solutions to problems we have forgotten we had. So we start tearing apart some of these traditions. We're going to have so many problems. We're going to talk about love. We're talking about relationships. I'm happily married. My wife is incredible. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about truth. And we're going to talk about lies. And I don't know what else. My father-in-law has a lot to say. I'm going to bring him on. I'm going to bring on, like I said earlier, people, uh, people that I love. I'm going to bring on. Who knows? I don't know who I'm going to bring on. We'll see. But that's it. That's what we're doing here. I hope that all made sense. First recording ever. Probably going to send it. Not going to do it again. Just going to go for it. Episode one. Rewriting our future. A mind control exodus. Stay tuned. Thank you for your time.